How are you, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Your Local Bender podcast. Thank you for joining us this episode. My name is Kirby O'Loughlin, your host, and I'm here with my co-host. Um, this is um, episode what, Kirby? Four? Four. Episode yeah. four. We're really making headway. We're, we're making a roll. We feel so much more legit now because I bought a mic now, so the sound probably sounds oh, even better than last time. Absolutely. Because there was a quick upgrade, and then I was like, hey, if we're going to do this, we need to both have mics. So we now we just we want to make sure the sound quality is good for you and that you're enjoying this just as much as we enjoy doing it. So um, Kirby, this was um, post. This is we're recording this on Tuesday. We had an interview yesterday with Michael Zicky. Um, great interview. Great interview. We'll bring that to you later in the podcast. But post, how was your Memorial Day weekend? Well, Clay, uh, we hung out a little bit together. Yeah, I was say you were with me for most of it, but it was good. Um, you know. Just kind of Friday hung out and Saturday went to work. Friday you had a couple drinks. Oh, dude. Come on, man. Every Friday. That was Saturday. No, was it Saturday? Was it Friday and Saturday? I think it was Friday. <laughs> was it might have been Saturday night. The, no, the Margarita Fest was Saturday. And that's when we went to Miguel's, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that was definitely Saturday. Friday, I I, I kept it cool. But um, yeah, that Margarita Fest was, was a good, good old time. Um, But Miguel's greatest guac I've ever had. Miguel's, Miguel's on Kennedy Miguel's, Kennedy Boulevard. If you've never been to Miguel's um, Mexican seafood restaurant, it's unbelievable. Oh my gosh, Miguel's was like it was it was so good. I know I had the I uh, carne the guy I had the carne asada, the eight ounce skirt steak. I I don't remember. With, I had, um, I had it came with rice and beans. I'm not a beans guy though, so yeah, I didn't uh, get the beans. Dude, I didn't eat the beans at least. They were there. I sent them back. It was. I wonder if someone in the back ate pretty them. Pretty reasonable, like. Good price, nice place, nice atmosphere. I mean, it's not green lemon, but like it's a different style. Like it's, it's better it's like than green lemon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it depends on what you're in the. As mood much for. as I love green lemon, I go there like twice a week. Um, this was definitely more upscale, upscale, yeah. legit Mexican food. And I feel like I didn't even pay as much. Well, you know what? It, it all depends. But um, I literally applauded the server and shook his hand after. I was so fired up about how you were pretty fired up. I was pretty fired up about if we, if how you good know the dockers I mean. were. <laughs> and the burritos were um yeah uh so that was good and then on sunday um yeah just kind of went to a wedding out in oh yeah how was that it was fun oh open I, bar i could tell an embarrassing story about the open bar yeah open there bar we but I mean, we had to drive two and a half okay never home. mind so not, I, I didn't, I, not I a good not cool. a close uber ride not a cl- <laughs> exactly me and should like honestly got in a hotel we, we didn't think you should have because you had off monday work right yeah but she didn't Oh, never yeah. mind. So here's my funny wedding story. I'll keep it quick. But um, so if you guys know me, I, I do sweat a good amount. Um, always. Really? I'm always sweating. So this wedding, I'm, I'm wearing a suit. And I didn't really never told me the wedding was outside. And like, you know, we're in Florida. It's the summer. It was like 95 degrees. Yeah, it's been really hot lately. It was a four here. o'clock wedding. The wedding's like four o'clock. And so I was like, oh, you know, I'll wear a suit because it'll probably be inside. And like, I always, you always wear a nice suit to mm-hmm. a wedding. So. Of course, I wear my nice suit, you know, got my blue shirt on with a blazer. And, and so, um, like, I think about ah, maybe like 10, 15 minutes into sitting down at the wedding, I, I just like take a look around and dude, my whole entire shirt is just like soaked. Oh man. Like, like soaked to a point where it's like someone would notice it. Like someone would be like, whoa, that dude is sweating uncomfortably and like that's awkward and you never want to draw that attention to yourself especially at a wedding where it's like i don't know i don't like anybody there. i knew the bride no matter once 
like Rini's friend, but like I'm like just sweating up a storm. And I was like, oh, weddings are always super awkward when you don't, when know, you don't anyone know anyone there. Yeah, I mean, definitely. it's not like awkward, but it's just kind of different. Like weddings are so much more fun. Like when you know everyone there and it's, you're having a good time. Yeah. Shout out to my brother. My brother actually just got recently engaged. Congratulations. Um, so I'll be in my first wedding. Not a big deal. Um, next year. So it's big moves. My family. Buddy, that's exciting. Uh, big news in the Snyder. Please family. don't don't have it outside and don't. Oh, I mean, have it outside, but it'll just, probably be outside. Just do it not in Florida. In the summer. It'll be up in um, Pensacola. Yeah, that's fine. And I'm sure Pensacola will be nicer. Much nicer. Yeah, I mean that they'll that, figure it out. That 90 degree weather with a suit and you know I'm sweating my butt off and and Rini just like laughing. A little bit at of me. swamp ass, dude. For sure, I didn't have my Tommy <laughs> John. So. And so uh, Rini was like and looked at me and she's like, "Wow, that's just embarrassing." And so we got back inside and I was like, went to the bathroom, like toweled everything off. So. There's my embarrassing story of the week. I don't really have anything embarrassing. Yeah, Clay, um, tell us about your Memorial Day. I know you played a few games. Yeah, I played in a hockey memorial tournament over in um, Brandon at the Ice Forum. Um, it was fun. Um, I haven't played on Brandon Ice since high school, which has been about five years. Completely different than Wesley Chapel's Ice. It's a lot harder, not as soft. The pucks, um, the puck goes a lot faster on the ice. But overall, it was fun. We won the whole tournament with 4-0. Every game went to a shootout. Or overtime, so that was fun. Every single game went to every OT, every yeah. game. There was four games. The timing of this tournament was ridiculous. Like Friday, <laughs> we had a game at nine fifteen, and then Saturday we played at seven fifteen p.m., and then Sunday we played at seven fifteen a.m., and then we played again at four p.m. So the whole timing of it was pretty bad, considering that they only had two sheets of ice and they had like over fifty five games to play. This is why I wish Wesley Chapel did more tournaments like this because they have over four sheets. They do like a New Year's one that me and you played in. That was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. That one was. Tons of fun. Okay, I, we, we're going to tell a quick story about this oh, this geez. holiday, this New Year's tournament. Oh, I hope Ryan Gerard's listening to this podcast. This, this, we need to get Ryan Gerard. We need, that's time. what we need to get on the podcast next Brian? time he's down is um, Sean Gerard, the guy we played against. Oh my so, gosh, that guy's so good. This is an adult <laughs> league tournament. Um in Wesley Chapel, it's like a New Year's tournament. You're thinking, yeah, it was, it was a lower-level um, tournament. And not not a skill level that you think this guy would be playing in this tournament. My friend Ryan, he's from Canada, and his cousin was playing in this tournament. We're playing against this guy. This guy is, is probably the best player I've ever played against in my life. And I've played with some good players, and not like crazy good, but I've played with some pretty good skill level. Hey buddy, you've played with me. <laughs> <laughs> I play with Luzicki, who's weekend, on the podcast buddy. later. Stay tuned. But his name's Sean, and he played in the queue. Can you pull up his stats? Yeah. Um, I'm sure he's a hockey DB. Oh, I'm sure. But this guy was unbelievable. He scored nine goals in the game. Um, it was not fair at all. It was This guy's skating, and his shot was by far the best I've ever seen. And I've it was extremely cool to watch. It was not fun to play against. But it was unreal to watch. There's a video of him on YouTube literally fighting Nathan McKinnon, of him blowing him up. Can well, you pull Nathan the stats? McKinnon. Yeah, what's his name? His name's Sean Gerard. With the, like, S-H-A-D-U-N-S-E-A-N-G-I-R-A-R-D. Here you do. G-I-R-A-D. Not a big spelling guy. Go for it. Um, yeah, this but, guy yeah, was This guy was, so very, was very good. and C-level tournament. <laughs> it was like a C-level tournament, yeah, and this guy is playing the tournament. Q. Um... Yeah, yeah I got you know it's it right a bad here. tournament when me and Claire like got like three guys getting okay. up on each um, of us as we're going. <laughs> so I think he was more of a grinder. Yeah, to be no, honest for sure. Yeah, um, he said he played with Gord. He played with Yanni Gord. He played with Kucherov. He yeah. played with um, 
Yeah, this is how you know this guy was a grinder. And 63 games played one season, he had 112 penalty minutes. Oh my God. So that's a lot of fights. Um, yeah. Um, this guy, like, I think he was like... He was a was big like dude, six, seven, too. Six, he was a very big dude. Huge, dude. But I'll say this, nicest guy off the ice. Yeah, I know. He, nicest, I nicest. I didn't get to talk to him too much. He's French Canadian. Well, he came up to me after from, the game and uh, said, Mont- like, he's from Montreal. Kind of thing. Yeah. Or Quebec, one of the two. He should be playing him like, you know. He said he probably would have made it. He blew out his knee. Um, that he probably would have made it big time. But no, he's very super player. nice guy, though. That, that just story came up to me because we were talking about uh, tournaments and stuff. And that was something you don't see every day as a player in the QHL playing in a New Year's New Year's C League level tournament. Yeah, so, it's just um, like, it's, it's so unfair at some point. <laughs> yeah. But it was fun. It was fun to play. But yeah, it's fun, fun to play it's fun tournament weekend. Guys. We won. Um, it was cool. It was cool to just get on the ice, get some extra ice time over the weekend, play four games. Your body takes a beating out definitely playing four games in two days. Oh my gosh, but, like um, that Fort Lauderdale tournament we played in? Yeah, that was fun too. That was um, a great tournament. We had an adult league tournament with um, USF, our B team. Um, just kind of, we've been doing these tournaments and playing in the adult league to prepare for colleges that we have in the upcoming fall that we have, what, 19 games scheduled right now? Yeah, so far. And, um, yeah, we went down to Fort Lauderdale. It was a lot of fun. And we stayed in an Airbnb, went to, like, a Florida Panthers game, did, like, a skills competition on the it ice. Was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot a of fun. Time. But um, the skill level there was actually pretty high, too. Oh, the team, that um, team we played the last day was yeah, there was some so good, good. There were some good players out there. And it was just a lot of fun. And I'd never played, skated that hard and played that many games in that short amount of time in my life before and my body was dead for like three days after and it was just the yeah. travel too just driving five hours in a tiny car and i drove my car down All there the boys. I drive, yeah you like three guys I got three car. guys two guys in my car who both above six foot three and um it just wasn't <laughs> very comfortable so yeah um but yeah overall that was it I had a good weekend me and kirby like i said went out to eat um with our girlfriends um, it was a Saturday night, we said. Yeah, Saturday night. Had an amazing night. walk. And a Sunday, beach, Sunday I went to the beach too. and played in the championship game. Not a big deal. And that was about it. It's awesome. So, Very cool. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and dive into, um, in my opinion, the best championship series there is, the Stanley Cup. Of course, the and hardest to win, the the best. I didn't. I was not able to catch the first period last night. I'm not going to lie to you guys. We were busy. Um, we were busy trying to figure out this podcast situation. The second mic wasn't working. We now have it working. Um, shout out to a valiant effort. Yeah, by. shout out to a huge effort by Kirby. He does all the <laughs> editing. I have no idea how to do all this stuff. I'm sure Clay, I can figure it out. It's not even that it's hard. It's just like I did it last night, and every time I did it, like like one mic would be working and the other one wouldn't. And every mm-hmm. time I switched it, dude, it was the most frustrating thing. And then tonight when I found out how to get it with two, I was like, I felt like an editing like genius. I was like, oh, I should edit chiclets yeah, or you- bar stool. And then I was like, nah, it's not that good. <laughs> yeah, so, um, it was like the simplest fix. I, I think just- I might have actually caught, caught the end of the first period. Watch a little bit of it. Yeah, the end of the first period. But yeah. I, my prediction, if you listen to the last podcast, go give it a listen if you haven't. Um, I said Bruins and six. And I, yeah, I'd stick after by the, um, when St. Louis went up two zero, I was like, okay, but I knew that Boston was going to make this a game because one, they haven't played a game in like two weeks. Boston, St. Louis is still super hot from Rowan. They haven't been off that long, but when they went down two zero, I was like, okay, just give the bees some time. And they literally just got Clifton's goal was kind of like, I think it was it was a very it was a garbage goal it wasn't anything yeah, crazy the first and goal. that place just exploded and I'll say this about the Stanley Cup that was the most physical game yet of the playoffs yeah one of the most physical games of the playoffs and it was so exciting to watch 
Everyone was buzzing in the building. The building was absolutely nuts. I wish I was there. <laughs> the um, garden. Do you know how much one ticket was last night? It was like 500, 600 no, no, the, bucks. The, like the cheapest ticket up top. It was like 700, right? It's, it's 250, but still. That's not that bad. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've been to two Stanley Cup games my entire life. I went to game one and uh, when we played the Blackhawks. Yeah. And then I went to game one against Calgary in 2004. Oh, wow. Um, Little Clay. Yeah, I don't really remember that one that much. But <laughs> the one in the, against the Blackhawks was absolutely nuts. We lost that game. But going to a championship... I've been fortunate enough to go to a lot of championship games. The only one I haven't been to is major ones. I haven't been to a Super Bowl. I've been to a World Series. I've been to a Stanley Cup. I've been to an NBA Finals game. And the Stanley Cup one trumps them all for sure. Yeah, it's just uh, the best. The NBA Finals one I went to was was crazy. Yeah, it was um, Orlando. It was the, when the Magic faced the Lakers. I think it was two thousand nine. It was the first year that like Kobe won it on his own. That was like because uh-huh. like you know Kobe won like three titles before he had Shaq yeah. and the whole squad. But this was like the first one where it was like Kobe's team. Kobe's. He still had a great team around him like Derek Fisher, Trevor Ariza, and um, so forth. But it was cool. The game went to over. It went to overtime. Derek Fisher went down and hit a three with like five seconds remaining. This in an overtime. Dwight Howard could have hit a free throw to win the game, but you know Dwight Howard being Dwight Howard, his career has just plummeted since he left Orlando. Yeah, where is he playing anymore? Um, I don't even think he's playing anymore. To be honest, sick league. Um, I think he. Yeah, the NBA is just absolutely brutal. It's nowhere where it used to be when I was watching it growing up. It's just so boring seeing the same team in the finals every year. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. But at least, like, with the NFL and the Patriots, it's like Tom Brady is just so much fun to watch. So and much. So it's, it's so much fun to watch. And at least he, like, Tom Brady's he's won six Super Bowls now. But yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. We're getting off topic a little bit. But um, going back to the game, yeah, obviously the Bruins won 4-2. And Kirby, what are your thoughts on it? Oh, man. I think... I think just what was it? Boston outshot St. Louis like so badly, like like it's like St. Louis like they they had those two and then like just kind of fell off the board. It didn't look like they were there. I mean, also you gotta keep in mind like the Garden is just the craziest place to play, and Boston is so good. And, like, such we a talked good sports about town, man. As much as I hate them, just like such a good sports town. Yeah, great sports town, and like. St. Louis, like crazy fans, they love it tough. so much. It's gonna be tough for them to walk into that building and win. Well, this is my big thing now with the Blues is, you walk into that building and you go up two nothing. That's huge. Oh yeah, if I was you, like, if I you was finish w- that game, so I'm saying the Blues are are favored for sure. Yeah, like the rest of the series. But this, don't get me wrong, this series is still going six or seven. The Stanley Cup so. always does usually. Um, with. S- Based on the topic of last podcast, too, where we were talking about Brad Marchand, Brad Marchand was the best player on the eyes last night. Um, he was moving end-to-end, unreal. This, the move he had when he went down, he didn't score. Did you see that move? Yeah. When he went down to that spinorama, yeah. just dangled. I forgot who he dangled. but And like I said Everybody. before, he was getting in people's heads on St. Louis. Sudsfeld, the defenseman, Sudfield, Sudsfeld, can't remember his name, was chirping at him after the game getting in his face and Marchand was honestly wasn't even doing that much he was just he knew that St. Louis was going to be rattled by him being on the ice yeah, and, dude, and he, just, he, he hit the post almost went too. bar down with like four guys on him at one point on the power play I believe it was he did yeah Jeez. he yeah, was like, all over the place though he's an unreal player people like don't give him that people are like oh you know Marchand Marchand it's like dude he's a great player he's so skilled <laughs> people don't realize that they just hate him for who he is which I understand but it's like 
mean, give a guy a little mm-hmm. bit of credit. He's a sick player. That whole team, man. I'm, yeah. And everybody. They're fun to watch. Everybody's like, oh, you know, don't want Boston to win. Don't want well, Boston it, to win. Well, the, like, oh. the crappy thing is, is when I watched the Bruins dress the Lightning in the regular season, it was like, obviously the Lightning were a much better team in the regular season than they were in the playoffs. But watching the Bruins play the Lightning, you're you're just telling yourself this Bruins team is a better team than us. Yeah. And the lightning just always found a way to win because with their skill and so so talented and we just have the lightning just has so much skill in their team. They always found a way to win with shots from like Braden point and Kucherov. They just at any instant, they can score like three goals in five minutes. I think that's what they did. in like one of the last regular season game against Boston, they they were down like four, two in the third. Yeah. And Kucherov and point just sniped the rask. Did you see the, um, world ending. I saw um, who won it. Check. So Finland won. It. Finland won. Shout out! Only one player from the entire NHL on that roster. Who was that? I think. It, well, I don't know his name, but that cap 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 capo kid is on Finland. Yeah, he's on Finland. How did he do? He did amazing. I know. He, I saw him. He was playing really well. I saw a bunch of highlights of him on Instagram oh tearing my it up. But gosh, he's so good. He's absolutely tearing it up. That's why people are saying they don't know if it's going to be him or Hughes in that first, as that first pick. Yeah. Um, I think I mean, after his performance. To be honest, it's not a bad spot to be in. Because <laughs> either one you get is going to be very good for that team's you got future. got two great players. And the Rangers desperately need... I mean, the Rangers are in rebuilding mode. They're going to be bad for a couple of years. And Ryan Callahan's going to go play for them. You think so? I hope so. I don't think he goes back. I mean, I think he's out of here, though. I think you throw him on a... Like, see, Ryan Callahan could be so valuable to a team like that's almost at like they that a team that needs a veteran leader like just like, like a like cup us. like Colorado could use them I feel like yeah like it's okay. a young team they they have the potential to make a deep run and Callahan could just go in that locker room and give them that like veteran presence and like a voice and just the leadership with his play and how physical he is and I want to talk about this also with Ryan Callahan and I, I realized this after listening to the podcast a couple times is I talked about how the Lightning need a guy, and someone mentioned to me, they're like, hey, like, Ron Callahan's kind of that guy. Right. Um, I don't believe so. I don't think he is. I think that his physicality is much more than Marshan's, but I think Marshan's play makes him a bit more mentally rattling for people because he's on the ice probably twice as much as Callahan, I would say, because yeah. Marshan's getting first-line minutes and Callahan's getting third- or fourth-line minutes. But then again... That fourth line with Callahan, Kunitz, and Paquette was getting really high minutes last year in the playoffs. Yeah, no, it was. Who was on that line again? It was Paquette, Kunitz, and Callahan. Oh, Chris Kunitz. Chris Kunitz, we shouldn't have let go. I always said that last Chris podcast. Kunitz He's is, older, is but a, just veteran guy. Player. Played really well for us in the playoffs throughout the year. And, yeah. But I also want to dive into, I'll let Kirby elaborate on this. Yeah. In the Boston Bruins game, and I'm sure if you watched it or if you're even on Instagram and follow hockey, you saw this play. It was when Tori Krug's helmet came off and still went on, stayed in the play, didn't go off, didn't go after his helmet, just literally bolted to, I forgot who he just absolutely just straight up dummied with his helmet off. And at that point, you're just like, this is what the Stanley Cup's about, man. Like... Those guys try so hard and they care so much about it. And even like you saw David Pasternak's interview, did you see that on Media Day where oh, the guy was like, so you can cool. make so much more hockey, or not hockey, you can make so much more money. And Pasto was just like, I don't play hockey for money. Like I play it because I love it. And yeah, I can awesome. 100% say 
I think hockey is the one sport. It's just like, it's so cool. The guys care more about winning the money. Yeah. And you see it in other sports, like in the NFL, the NBA, and it's, they don't they don't care about winning. They care about money. It's all they care about. Yeah. At least, mo- I'm not speaking for everybody, but most of them do. No, I agree. I absolutely agree. And it's just so much fun to watch those guys put so much passion into it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was really cool what Pasta said, where, like, the guy's like, oh, you know, you could be making a lot more money somewhere else. He's like, man, like, he's like, I really don't, I don't play this for money. Like, that was just, that was cool, man. I was, Pasta Knox seems like a, just a great guy. Like, he's so cool. Well, his seems. story's cool, how he came, I forgot, yeah. where, where he's, where is he from again? Czech Republic? And how he grew up poor and how um, he tapes his stick. How he tapes his stick because he couldn't, have, like, keep affording stick tapes, so he would just put little lines across his stick. He still does it today. Yeah, it's so cool. That is so so neat. I um I'm a big Pasternak fan. Yeah, but um Pasternak. Elaborating more on the series. I mean, it's it's a long series, like I said. Got a long um, way to go. Big win for Boston. Um, just to rally down from two zero. That's a huge momentum swing for them to go into game two, being down two zero like that. They got a lot of momentum riding the game two. That place is gonna be bonkers tomorrow night, and I can't wait to watch it. Hopefully, St. Louis, you have to win tomorrow. It's a must-win game. You can't go down 2-0 going back. Yeah, no um, chance. <laughs> Boston's going to take at least, I mean, that's your goal going on the road. You want to split one. So I think ben- Bennington bounces back. There's one against Charlie McAvoy he should have had. He, and he, oh, Benning- McAvoy Bennington, had a great yeah, McAvoy there. did. Yeah. Um, McAvoy, I mean, Bennington knows he should have stopped that, and he doesn't show a lot of emotion, and he did after that goal. And I think he bounces back next game. The same thing happened last series against um, Dallas. Played rough game one, came back game two, and just killed it like he usually does. His stats are um, very, very good coming back from losses. I've, I don't know, I don't have them up, but I know they are. If you want to look them up, Kirby, kind of like, uh, kind of like Andre Vasilevsky in the regular season. <laughs> Great in the regular season, he'd like lose a game and he'd come back and we'd win like six to two. And he'd just but yeah, what do we um, what do we got next, Kirby? Looks like we got on our agenda. Locker room talk and bonding. Locker room talk and bonding. Well, that, that kind of bounces off what we were just talking about. How, yeah, for sure. Um, just with a guy like that laying his literally his head out on open ice and potentially getting hit on the play and severe CTE happening there. Talking about Krug. Talking about Krug. Yeah, yeah, just literally skating full speed at this guy and laying him out. He could easily. Got an elbow to the head, or he could have slammed his head on the back of the ice, but he was like, screw this, I'm doing this for the boys. He, they and just, like, lay everything on the line. It's like, you know, you, like, you get those, where they pull the goalie at the end, and then, like, you got a guy literally just diving in front of the puck. It's like, whoa, how, like, what, this guy's dying, like, like, he's like he's putting his, like, his face, or, like, it's, that's crazy to me. Like, I'm honestly... I'm not a big shot block guy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen me block a shot? I'm not. I mean, I love my I, boys on US, the adult league team and all the adult <laughs> league teams I play for, but I'm sorry. But if, I, if I'm Maybe in, in it, season, I'll start blocking them. Oh, absolutely. If I'm playing other colleges, I'm going to pour everything out breakfast. there. But yeah, I'm throwing breakfast. my body in front of a shot and I get to colleges for sure. But I'm sorry. If I'm playing an adult league game and I'm right in front of a guy who's about to rip a slap shot, not not doing I'm, it. I'm not sorry, boys. It. I'm not getting in front of it. Yeah, um, I'll like kind of. Maybe like, if it's the championship game, I'll no. I'll throw my shin guards in front of it and let <laughs> that. But I, I'm not throwing my body in front of it. Um, See, I don't wear a cup in the league. Whoa, you are tripping. 
Yeah, I just, uh, I just like I said, I'm not a big shot block guy. I mean, I haven't really been close. I mean, I've had a couple guys try to stick me there. That's about it. But I'm gonna start wearing one, which sucks. I'm not excited for that. But um, I like wearing a cup. I feel more safe. It's like it's like a cage. I like wearing a cage more than a visor. Wearing a visor looks really cool, and it's a lot easier to see. Yeah, but I feel a lot more safe wearing a cage, going to the corners and oh, stuff. Dude, this weekend. So in my second game or two weeks ago. In they they like they wear no cage at all. Mm-hmm. So most of the time they're like older guys, and like my dad does it, like grinders. Yeah, they're like grinders. So this guy like he like he comes. We're we're playing, it and I think the play gets blown off sides. But I I take a shot, and um, I I got my stick up in his face, and like I mean that happens. I mean it's just like I yeah. didn't mean to. I think he lifted. It's me. hockey. It's hockey. So like, I think he lifted me and then that happened, which is totally fine. And like that happens all the time. So this guy gets up and just starts going at like just cussing at me. And like, I was like, whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what? Just calm down, man. I was like, and then I kind of passed him. I kind of tripped him. I was like, hey, buddy, if you can't handle it, why don't you just wear a cage? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, <laughs> some people in adult league take it kind of seriously. Um, he slammed his stick down like as hard as he could after. Yeah, I was like, um, I mean, some of these guys are probably have a lot of stress at home, and maybe they're not happy in their relationship, or they're not happy with their life. So it's kind of like this is their one thing, you know, during the week. Yeah, where it's like they don't have to think about any of that stuff, and they just want to win so damn bad, and. I had a guy in this adult league tournament this past weekend. I'm going behind the neck to get the buck, and I'm, I like make a move to try to go around him, and I do, and then he just trips on my stick, like he like falls on my step and like kind of gets him on like in his chest area, and he falls, and like he comes up to me after the play, and he's like cussing at me and stuff, and I'm like, buddy, this isn't the chill, like relax, like it's <laughs> this a, isn't the I show. Was like, I was like, I was like, actually, I'm sorry that happened, like yeah. it was an accident, but it's like a talking man, it happens. And, um, but yeah, some, some people just take adult league very, very seriously when it doesn't need to be. Um, when it comes to like cussing and coming at someone like that, like it's not necessary. Exactly. It's not necessary at all. Maybe if you're playing in adult league and you're playing against guys your age and like, you're just kind of chirping with each other, like that's fine. But against adults mm-hmm. and stuff, it's just, it's not really necessary. Yeah. You know what I mean? But. All right, so let's rock right into our next. Oh, so we're still like the locker room talk bonding thing. Um, yeah, I mean, you could just tell that these guys, like in the, on Boston, like those guys, just like are boys. They're all like boys outside of the ice. They're all boys on the ice. Um, so yeah, that's kind of neat to see how close knit they are, and you always want to kind of strive for that. So I'm hoping this season with our team, we just become. Um, closer, you know, just close in the sense of we have each other's back on and off the ice. Because I think some of that on ice, off ice development, like where you guys just kind of know each other off the ice, and like most of the time, if I know a guy's off the ice, I we end up playing better on the ice. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, like, it makes it harder. It makes it easier to play for the boys. Like, yeah, for sure. Like for sure. Cause I mean, I've people. I've yet to I haven't had the privilege to play a travel sport where. I mean, I've been on teams for long periods of time where I've known the guys pretty well, but I haven't had the privilege like I will in the fall where we actually travel and stay stay in hotels and have a good time. And it'll definitely translate to the ice and you'll definitely want to like fight for your boys more. And it, like, even after the Fort Lauderdale trip, and that wasn't even anything crazy, it was like 
um it was pretty cool like just doing all that staying in like a hotel with everyone and yeah the, just the, chilling the, and playing hockey this this um this season will be great for that we'll yeah for sure get a lot of that you know uh, like we're going i know we're going up to play citadel and um oh, North, charleston in charleston oh, right charleston that's gonna be a ride yeah that dude supposedly like i said there's like um, there's like a stadium yeah and like or it's a big old arena and they have like hundreds and hundreds of people come out to to watch the games mm-hmm. like, that's crazy it's gonna be pretty nerve-wracking almost <laughs> i could say but um that's like a seven hour trip from home seven hour trip yeah it's not not ter- not terrible have you ever been to charleston i have not really has a few times i know there's some there's some pretty nice houses in charleston and hey kirby speaking of houses do you know what your home is worth I do not. Tell Tampa me. Tampa housing market is up and coming right now, and there is no better guy to go to than John LaRocca. John at my home, Tampa Bay, is an experienced realtor specializing in selling homes, townhomes, and condos. If you're in the Tampa Bay area and want to know your home's value and how much it can sell for, visit John's website at myhometb.com, or you can email him at john at myhometb.com. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, no, that's totally great. Love John. Good friend. Awesome. So um, that brings us into our next point of off-season importance because right now we are in the off-season. And Clay, I'm just going to be honest. I've been training very hard. You've been training very hard? On like the off-ice stuff. Like, oh, you're looking been, good, man. You're looking thanks, good. Man. I appreciate I appreciate that. I've been trying to, you know, cut out all the bad stuff. All the bad stuff. <laughs> but like last night, you know, I'll go up on top of the roof and just like rip shots for like an hour at a time. You know, just go up there and rip shots. Just becoming more of a Swiss Army knife than you actually are right now. <laughs> you know, I'm trying. So last night, I'll tell a funny story. Um, I don't have a net right now. Like, I'm, I'm looking, like, I need to buy a net. And I'm trying yeah. to get one from the Lightning because, like, they have the minier ones, mm-hmm. which I kind of just carry up and up. So up top of my parking garage, it's like a six-floor garage. It's like a public yeah. garage almost. And no one's on the top ever. So I went, I go up there with a the dog and, like, run her around and stuff and shoot the ball for her and stuff. And last night, I came up with this great idea. Like, the recycling's right there. So I grabbed a couple boxes. Like, obviously not dirty boxes, guys. Like, chill. So I grabbed a couple boxes. And put them in like certain areas and put like bottles, yeah. like jugs on top of them. And dude, I was just sniping the jugs off of it. I was like, this is so much fun. I like came back inside and he's like, where have you been? And I was like, oh, I was shooting, shooting balls uh, yeah. at uh, jugs. And she's like, it's 1245. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, it's, a, you know. 364 days till hockey tryouts. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And then it's like, a, there's like an uphill incline too. So you could like run up the uphill. And yeah. Clay, we, we um, I don't know if the podcast knows, obviously, because some of these people haven't met you. Like, um, tell them about your fitness background because you're a big, big time fitness guy. Anybody on our team knows Clay's our, our fitness model. <laughs> So well, tell us, for, tell us the importance of thanks uh, for pumping my off, tires there. Off quick. ice training and um, lifting and eating and yeah, for me this off season or the preparing for the upcoming season has been more on ice for me just because you know I've been in the gym long enough and I've have the foundation. I guess this would be considered a quick humble brag, but I mean I've been going to the gym every day for five years and I kind of had the diet down. I have the training the weight training down and for me um, i'm just trying to get more ice time at this point yeah and i've only been skating i've only been playing ice hockey for like five or six years i know some people got probably 10 plus on me so trying to catch up to that is very hard um but yeah i've been there's, like a, I, there's a different you know like 
and like we'll get into this like there's a there's like a big difference between just lifting and lifting lifting and then training Not for like training for a specific training sport. for a specific yeah. sport and honestly it makes weightlifting more fun like i have a i have more of a bodybuilding background i did um i trained bodybuilding style for about five years and i was actually gonna get into like competitions and stuff and um it's a lonely selfish road when you go down that <laughs> route i was isolating i actually had a youtube channel um and i not stopped as cool as our channel um not as cool um i i went pretty hard at it i was doing it like five days a week for about a year straight um it just made me lose love for weightlifting. Um, fitness is something I've always been kind of passionate about. I lost about 40 pounds after I graduated high school. But um, I love working out. I still do it every day today. And the whole YouTube thing I was doing was just made me not like it as much. So that's why I stopped. And But yeah, it definitely makes uh, training weight training a lot more fun. It's a lot. I do a lot more like explosive movements now. Like, And I do a lot shorter. I've been trying to work more on mobility, which... I haven't been doing lately. I'm not going to lie because it's just so boring and so hard. Like doing yeah. yoga or like stretching for me is harder than like an hour and a half workout. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not very good at that either. I need, I need to, to go to, you know where I need to go? My Balog Joshua. Uh, my Balog Joshua is somebody, maybe we should get him on the podcast. <laughs> to talk just, about the importance of stretching. Yeah. My Balog Joshua, I'll see him. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I haven't squatted in like a year. I don't have the mobility to and squat. The guy is so and he's so mo- mobile yeah. and jacked that he doesn't even like lift weights. He's and insane. I'm just Unreal like, if you're saying too. I don't have, you don't have the mobility to squat. Yeah, I definitely don't have the mobility <laughs> to squat, and I should not be squatting, and I still do it anyway. Yeah, but um, yeah, it definitely makes weight training a lot more fun. And I've been trying to do more just high paced stuff, more core kind of neglected the core for a little bit Dude, in my I did early stages my abs hurt so bad yeah oh it's hard i mean you gotta so do hard. stuff that sucks man that's when you feel better about yourself it's, it's easy to go through the motions and do comfortable lifts like it's easy to just go in and do the bench the squat the bench every single the bicep <laughs> curls and yeah yeah no it's definitely easy to do that i think like today when i went to the gym after last yesterday like doing a ton of abs and stuff i was like wow, I'm actually feeling sore for the first time in a few years. Yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes I'll get sore occasionally if I hit it really hard, but like, I mean, if I hit legs hard, like, yeah, I get really sore. But if I hit like chest hard or if I hit, I'll occasionally get sore. But dude, I hit abs and like, I'm telling you, like they're so sore. And I'm like, wow, I actually like probably need that more often Mm -hmm. than I think. Yeah. You know? And for me, it's, it's kind of hard for me because I used to be so much stronger than I used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, you mean now that you see yeah, I'm so, I'm so, I was I used to be so much stronger than I am now. Like quick numbers for you, they're not very good. I used to my max bench is like 300, which isn't anything crazy. Oh, um oh. my max deadlifts like 475. Quick quick and, come break. <laughs> but like I I I used to weigh like 198 pounds though, and yeah. right now I weigh like 175. So that's so why back down, yeah. exactly I used to be a lot bigger, but it's kind of depressing in that fact like when you used to throw up that much weight, it's not as cool. But it's more important of like how you move the weight versus how much weight you're moving. I always tell people. Right. So a lot of beginners will go in the gym and they think, um, oh, I need to throw X amount of weight up. I need to just max out when it's like the complete opposite. Like it's about how you do it's that. about how you're moving the movement and what you're eating. And like right. if like if I it's all about obviously I'm thankful for like everything I did because I learned along the way and the diet is just so much more your like diet is so much more important. Meals a day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got to eat, man, if you want to grow. I know, I don't need to That's know. what I try and tell people. You got to eat to grow. Uh, what else we got on the agenda? Oh, well, I think this is segment really good into our uh, interview. Oh, yeah. So we'll shoot you to that interview.
And our interview is with Michael Lozicki, who played at USF last year and then played for Davenport's Division One team up in Grand Rapids. Um, and he's from Grand Rapids as well. So let's shoot it over to the interview right now. Joining us today, special guest, Michael Lozicki from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Good friend of mine, classmate of mine, and teammate of mine, sort of. We've played together a few times, but Mike helps out on our USF Adult League team. And also joined by my co-host, Clayton Snyder. Say hi, Clay. How are we doing, everybody? You know what, Kirby, i got to say I'm kind of disappointed that we um, we don't have a second mic. But you know what? Sometimes you just got to roll with what you got, and that's what we're going to do tonight. So I'm going to pass it over to um, Lozicki. And, and Lozicki, I got your hockey DB up here. Um, and I just want to ask you, right here it says you weigh. Um, it says you weigh 170 right here. Is that true? Because you're looking kind of swole. So I just want to make sure that's accurate. Um, actually, you know, you know the rules. Uh, you you got to add a couple, you know, 10 pounds to your weight there. You know, make yourself look good on paper. But uh. Yeah, Lozicki has been talking about the Waffle House he's, he's going to order after this. And I'm trying to, like, clean up my diet. My mouth is just watering as he's talking about this cheese-covered hash browns and stuff. So I just want to go ahead and give a big thanks to Lowe's for saying all that and just wanting to ruin my diet. But it's cool. I'm just trying to lay out the carbs, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Lowe's, um, he looks like he's a buck fifty, but <laughs> maybe wet one seventy. That's in a good one sixty two on a good one sixty two. What are you five ten? It's like five ten. Yeah, easy five ten. So hockey DB is lying to us about your weight. I, I mean, that's just the rule, you know. You, they, you know, tell your coach the the amount of weight you are, and he had ten pounds. You know, it's, it's not on me. It's on uh, you know whatever they've been following. So it's uh, I'll just take it at this point. Oh, it's awesome. I'd, I'd almost say, like, you have to ask coach what season it is. Like, is it cut season or is it bulk season? Because if it's bulk season, like, you know, yeah. I'm easily, like, 205. 205. <laughs> All right. Aside from how much we weigh and hockey DB, because that's irrelevant, obviously. Well, Mike's used to be relevant back when he played juniors up in Boston. And then he played D1 ACHA at Davenport University in Michigan. Is that Michigan, right? Pretty cold up there. Very cool. And um, then he finished his tour. Good old USF hockey. Hello. Mike, tell us a little bit about your playing career growing up, where you're from, how you got into playing, and then like what really kind of urged you to become the player that you are. Awesome. Well, again, I want to thank you boys for uh, bringing me on here. It's always a treat. Um, so I started out um, when I was you know, 11 years old down here. Did a little skate and shoot, uh, and decided, you know what, this is, a, this is a darn good sport. So, you know, it keeps you out of the sun. You know, the Florida heat gets a little hot, so you got to be careful there. Um, parents were happy. There's a bar at the rink. You know, they can drink while I watch. You know, every parent's okay with that. Um, but uh, so I started out here um, when I was 15. Um, started, you know, looking at schools, things like that. You got to kind of look around at that point. Um, so I ended up at uh, Lake Forest Academy up in Chicago, Illinois. No way. Oh, yeah, so... For, for those of you guys who don't know, my dad actually lived in Lake Forest for a bunch of years. What a sick town, right? I was on uh, I was on Z- Z- Zillow, the realtor. Yeah, you're a, Mike is also a realtor. Not a big deal. <laughs> oh, oh, but but Clay, our podcast is sponsored by John LaRocket, and we'll get into that later. So sorry, that's like a rival realtor, buddy. Now he's a good friend of ours. But um, so what I was gonna say is, my dad lived in Lake Forest, and I was like. Me and my girlfriend just went up to uh, Illinois for like a week or so. And, and, and I was like, man, my dad used to live on the outside of Chicago. It's like a beautiful city. I was like, hey, I'll look at property at you know, Lake Forest and see if maybe we can move up there after school. 
<laughs> Dude, each home was like minimum two mil. I was like, all right, I'll find a new place to live. <laughs> oh, it is. It, it truly is ridiculous. At Lowe's, I don't know if um, I haven't heard this about you. I know you've told me before that you've blown out your knee. Is that correct? Was was that in 2017? So I'm looking at your hockey DB here. It said you had seven games played. I was assuming that's the season you uh, blew out your knee, right? So what was it like going through that, blowing out your knee and coming back and absolutely coming back the next season and just torching the ACHA and getting 34 points in 26 games? Not a big deal at all. Um, just what was like that whole process going through you for you? Um, so first time actually happened, sadly, um, 2015. Uh, 16 year, uh, missed the second half of the season, had to miss nationals, all that. Um, so that always stunk. Um, you know, it was rough. It was one of those surgeries where, you know, it did, it could have done, it could not, but it hurt too much to walk. So ended up doing it, came back, um, came back a little too early, tried to play too hard, lift too hard, um, tore it again. And, you know, six weeks off your leg plus six weeks on crutches, especially in the snow is never fun. I felt a lot, <laughs> especially, you know, trying to hang out, um, you know, try to keep up with all the, the boys and stuff at the, you know, going out at night. And, and it was never, never fun in crutches. Another thing I want to ask you is you're from up north, obviously, and I'm not sure how much of your playing career you spent down here, but the development of hockey in the Tampa Bay area has been very, very big, obviously, as you know, with the lighting and everything. And just what is the playing difference like compared up north down south because there's always big debates with people saying oh like you've never played hockey up north so it's not the same and so forth um well you know i you know for, for growing up for me um you know there wasn't you know as i honestly the talent here now is incredible i think the coaching here and the training here has really you know come to par of up north you know even guys are staying from the show down here to train um but you know back in my day it was a bit rough um, we just kind of had dads and jeans coaching you not a lot of you know pros were sticking around because there was no really history of that so um you know florida wasn't really a big hockey place they won the cup but you know it was rough so you definitely had to go somewhere else to uh, get some good training yeah, because you see a lot of kids growing up these days. Like I know Jack Hughes um, from is from Orlando, but I believe he moved up to Canada, if I'm not mistaken, when he was like four or five. Is that true? I don't know. Don't don't quote me on that. But he's from Florida, and I know there's a kid. We had a, I can't think of his name. His name's Nathan, who went to Mitchell High School and got drafted. I can't think of his last name, but the it's awesome seeing the development in this area and knowing if kids can stay that they can make a big time if they actually put their mind to it and follow through with it. Um, so yeah. No, Clay, right on. Um, so another thing Lowe's was going to talk to you about is because, like, we were in class together, and uh, that was a good time. <laughs> it's like a whole other, like, 45-minute podcast we go into it, <laughs> but uh, we don't have time for that today. But kind of what you mentioned to me while we were in class, and, like, Clay, I don't know if I told you this, but, like, you would say that you guys basically had access to the rink whenever you wanted. And, like, you had, which is sick, your pro, like, your custom sticks. Like, that's so cool. Like, I think that I think you make it when you have your own sticks. Um, but no, for for Davenport. Yeah, I'm in Michigan now. When you were playing in Davenport, like how much did you play? Like how much did you practice? And like what was the um, atmosphere like in your locker room and like on the on the ice, like practice wise and game wise? Um, it was actually you know it was a great time. Um, we only had I know we had a full team plus maybe two scratches, so it was a full locker room. Um, boys were lively, but yeah, the you know the people at the rink 
were pretty generous. Our gym was at the rink. We had one at school as well, but there's a, a gym specifically for the hockey teams um, in the rink. So it was nice. They'd let us in whenever uh, we'd skate every day um, at like one o'clock from an hour and a half, sometimes to two hours. It depends on, you know, how, how bad we were, how bad or good we were doing that day. But um, it was a good time. And I mean, um, you know, the, the majority of the school did come, which was kind of cool. It was a small, tiny school, smaller than a high school, actually. But, um, you know, a lot of people did come out, and it was kind of nice to see, um, have the good fans. And, you know, when big games came up, you know, we got a lot of people coming out. And, uh, you know, I thought thought we were, you know, a decent decent crew in the school. But, you know, eventually the football team came through and, you know, took over. But still, it's always a good time in a great town. Yeah, I bet. And it looks like you had fun based off of your pictures and your stories and, and such. Um, uh, so maybe like, let's get into like what we got another stat guy up there. I'm just looking at some stats. Some more stats. Of course, man. Like this guy's got so many stats. Awful on paper. It's okay. I am too. I don't even have a hockey DB. So you got me beat there. Um, we will soon. Um, so I don't think we talked about Boston. Um, I don't even know what the EHL is. Could you inform us on that? Um, just for more of my information. But what was it like playing in Boston? Because I've been to Boston once, went to this place called the Oyster House. It's like one of the oldest restaurants in um, the, the U.S. Unbelievable chowder. Um, I'd recommend it if you're in the Boston metropolitan area. Um, so just give us a little background on uh, playing in Beantown. Oh, yeah. So the EHL actually was so originally, um, you know, when uh, good old Ike Daddy was back in the league, uh, there was EJ and Empire and then um, an AJ, which is the Atlantic League. And after eventually um, some guy, you know, wanted to make some extra money. So he split the teams, took the best teams, like two top teams or like five top teams from each league and split it to the EHL and then the USPHL, which you see now today has a bunch of different divisions and sections like it's it's kind of crazy but um EHL was a great time um Boston you know great town and we always got to go downtown you know whenever the boys want we'd take the train in go see your you know Sox game and just you know have a good time so that was always the best um uh we didn't have you know crazy amount of fans but it was a decent amount um and some always some, some good tilts there but uh it's you know there's some some rough areas which stunk we kind of got stuck in a bit of a rough area but um you know other than that you know it's always a good time. There's you could find something to do, and you know the boys are always you know good. You can you could think of something. So, <laughs> no, I love that. And um, Boston's a great city. I've been my brother and sister live there. It's a it's a great place. Now, um, going off of that, like you you being in Boston, and Clay, can you can you tell me how long or Lowe's? I'm sure you know. How long did you play in Boston, and then how long did you play at Davenport? And also, like what um. Was the reasoning behind you coming back to play in Tampa or basically, I mean, you probably just came and went to the school and didn't want to play, but when you played at Davenport and wanted to come back, like what was the reasoning? Was it your knee? Um, yeah, so that, that is the reason I came back to and um, just kind of touching on Boston. I was only in Boston for a bit, um, had a couple games and had to come back home and kind of deal with some things, you know, some family issues and stuff like that. So, um, but um, the years before, kind of there's a little gap, I again, on paper, but uh, I also played for a team called the Wolves, uh, New England Wolves, lived up in New Hampshire and then played for the Islanders uh, hockey club for a little bit. Um, and I played their 18 AAA team as well as their, uh, like played Empire once or twice, which was always time. But um was it? Yeah, definitely had to come back home um, from the knee after two surgeries. Um, you know, just couldn't couldn't lift anymore. It's just not worth it. I wanted to be able to you know, at least walk when I'm older. So I decided to come home and enjoy the, the warm weather. 
Now, um, with that knee injury, and I know you mentioned like after this season that your knee, like you thought maybe you blew it out again at USF. Like, tell us a little bit about and um, me and Clayton, like like we play for USF too, so we play with Mike on the weekends occasionally. Tell us a little bit about like coming to USF and like just like the difference in atmosphere, um, the difference in skill level, and the difference of guys you play with. And we obviously have a couple of good players, and you know. Tampa's kind of becoming more of a hockey town, but just tell me like what you thought of the difference in like the, the skill level in ACHA D3 compared to like ACHA D1. Um, well, <laughs> um, I mean, there were, you know, every team uh, pretty much had like, you know, a, a good line or two of good players, um, but it was, it was a big change, obviously, um, very different in the culture. Um, and even with like uh, Kirby going off your team, you guys had so much more fun and we're more connected. Our team was, you know, no one, no one hung out with each other. No one wanted to do anything. Everyone just pretty much sat and played video games. Uh, up north, it was kind of nice because, you know, you could get on your phone and be like, hey, who wants to have some beers, do homework, and watch the game? You know, you can get eight guys whenever the heck. You know, every weekend we'd be doing stuff. You know, you play yard games. But culture's definitely different. Um, and I don't know if that's just for here, but like like I said, like you guys were more of a hockey culture, I believe, than um, in my opinion, our team. It was very – it was it was rough. You know, captains weren't hanging out. Captains weren't really – making decisions for things but um you know it's it's it I think took a toll on the boys but uh definitely excited to get involved with you guys and have some more fun this year Lowe's I really appreciate that um and and yeah no the, the skill level is different and the and the guys we do have a lot of good guys on our team I think I think well, another aspect of that is just how young the team was and you get a lot of guys that are like 18 and like they're just got out of high school you know like like dips like like dippy like the, the guy, like great kid, but like you could just tell, you know, you, you know, he's, he's like kind of trying to discover that like first year. I love inviting the kid out; he's a good kid. But no, Lowe's, I I love that. Clay, you have some some dad. Um, I'm trying to think of something that I'm gonna be completely honest. I got, I got nothing. Mine is just twisted like an absolute pretzel right now. So I'm gonna go ahead and toss it back to Lowe's or Kirby. I'll just chime in whenever I think of something. Don't worry. <laughs> no, dude, and it's great. Um, so yeah, Lowe's. Um. I met Lowe's, Lowe's, I mean, tryouts, right? I met Lowe's at tryouts for USF, and I, I'll tell this story. And um, this is how I knew Lowe's was just a guy, like, you would, I would love being around. Like, you meet a lot of guys in tryouts, and, like, I met another one, you know, and I, I'm obviously not going to say his name. And, <laughs> and like, we're kind of playing, and he's like, yeah, hey, man, man, like, you know, I'm really fighting for that spot. And, and, and every time I, I got out there with him, he was just, like, puck hogging, like, big time. And, like, I was wide open twice you know backdoor and like obviously in the trash you're trying to like look good for the coach you're trying to look good for the captains and dude he he totally looked at me and then just shot like and, and that just sucked and like when i when when i played with mike he was like dude you're gonna make this team too like you're good enough and like i'm gonna get you the puck and and dude i actually like scored twice and i was like oh man this is great and and that's kind of how i knew like he wasn't really about like himself and so let's appreciate that <laughs> let's get into um like what you're trying to do like in the next couple of years i know you, you mentioned like you're working real estate i know you have some interest in uh, coaching some hockey yeah so uh tell us a little bit about that and, and tell us where you plan on taking hockey from here on out um definitely um well playing is definitely kind of taking a toll um kind of sticking just to you know once or twice a week in men's league you know get the skates whenever some of the boys come back in town um it's always a good time but uh coaching is definitely something that i'd be loving to do um always something i want to try and um you know you get you know seen a lot of good things I've been coached by some good people so i always you know appreciate it. a little shout out to you know darren madeley a little ottawa senators 
you know, goalie coach. The guy taught me a lot. So got to coach uh, Phil Kessel and all those boys back in the day. So guy knows what he's doing. So I'm hoping, you know, can take all that and absorb and, you know, put it on and have a good time this year. Yeah, no, definitely. And like, I think because like me coming from a coaching tennis background, like you take a little bit of every coach that you've had. I mean, it's the same in hockey. Like you take everything from a coach you've had and you teach, you know, either the kids that or like in your case, if you're trying to like coach a college team, you know, maybe that's not a big deal. Like, like that, like you could use what you learned and, um, you know, that, that reflects on you as a coach. Also, like it's a great resume builder for when you're trying to coach on a bigger team. You know, if you coach a high school team to a D1. I mean, I think John Cooper started as like a, was it like a pee wee coach or something? Some someone I know he used to, I know he played lacrosse. I don't think he ever coached lacrosse, but um, yeah, he's I think he just coached like a pee wee team, something like that. His story is crazy. Um, so I'm still waiting on. I'm not even gonna go into this right now about him about the whole lightning season. We we did that last podcast, so. Um. Yeah, and and Lowe's actually works for lightning too. Um, oh, yeah. That's, that's a question. That, that's a question I'm going to ask you. I thought about this last week. So um, I l- mentioned the last podcast. I said in 206. And um, Lowe's is part of the Bolts Brigade. And for those of you who don't know what the Bolts Brigade are, they're basically like the hype team. They're always like waving flags, throwing T-shirts. Lowe's, first of all, you never seem to make it my way with the T-shirts. And I'm lacking some supply right now. So if you can just keep that in your mind next season, like just look at 206 and the second row, you'll just see some guy waving. That's me. Second, second thing about the Bolts Brigade, how do you guys stand on those railings without falling? I see you guys stand on those things, and I'm like, someone's going to break something, and someone's going to be liable for these injuries, and that's what I want to know. First, first things first, when are you going to throw a t-shirt my way in 206? And secondly, anything. It could be anything. And secondly, how do you guys stand on those handrails? Because it's very impressive. I probably wouldn't be able to do it. Um, definitely took a little practice. Uh, they brought us in, uh, f- you know, first day, you know, preseason, made, you know, got us some, you know, practice runs in, you know, you kind of got to just squeeze your ankles and just destroy your shins, which is never fun. Um, uh, duh, we tried once in 218 to go, you know, the backwards way and, you know, never do that. So, you know, it's definitely, uh, I wouldn't try it at home. So be careful about that. But, uh, you know, with Bull Brigade, you know, on team insurance, so they're not too worried about us. But, um, and then I'll, apologize about that i'll deliver some personal t-shirts to you next time you know it's always it's always hard to you know the arm's not working as well as it used to so <laughs> the one time like falbs asked me and you or, or someone is like we were sitting down on the glass and like he i think falbs saw me and he was like hey you want to come out here and do one of those shooting competitions and that was already like after a couple you know the guys <laughs> and Rudy and i looked at Rudy and i was like I'm not going on that ice right now and shooting a puck. There's just no way. I'm not doing it. I would have done it any other game, but you caught me at a bad time, and the lightning make me stressed, you know, which causes me to have a couple. Um, but, man, what a crazy season that was. Do you plan those on working for the boys again next year? And, um, like, what is it like working with Bolt Brigade? Is it, is it pretty fun? Does it keep you busy, or is it kind of like a, like a, t- a tough kind of thing? Um, honestly, it's an amazing time. Um, it's only at night or it's the game time. So you gotta get there like five 30, but you know, you can work your full-time job, come and still make good money. It's fun money. You get to watch the game, you know, you get to be involved and, you know, getting the crowd going and when they win, it's electric, man. So, um, definitely would love to do it again. And the, you know, we do a bunch of parades and, you know, different watch parties and stuff like that. So it's good to see Tampa growing as a hockey town. Definitely. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, absolutely. I think that's, um, it's unreal. Like both brigades, great street team. It's all good. It's all, it's all, <laughs> I had to put that in there, but it's all good. Um, Clay, a couple more things to add for Lowe's before we, we say goodnight. Let's, um, let's go over Lowe's predictions. First, I'm going to go 
Oh, Clay has a question. I'm gonna go one one quick one, and then it got you. Uh, Lowe's, who do you got? You got the, the right now. We're watching the the Bruins and the Blues. Third period, two to two. First of all, tell me who you got for this game, okay? And we'll put a bet on it. Second of all, let's put a let's 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 talk a little bit uh, series. What do you think? Where do you think it's gonna go? And uh, how many games? Um, I got Blues going in my bracket, and uh, you know it's, it's gonna take six or seven, hundred um, percent. This is gonna be a battle today, you know. Bruins might take it. You know they got a good, good home ice advantage here, but you know it's it's honestly a crapshoot at this point. So you never know. But I got Blues going. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Me too. So am I? Am I giving a prediction or am I um, just asking whatever I want? I got a question for Liz. Yeah, um, I know a couple guys on the A team. Uh, one of my favorite guys is um, Russia Daniela, and I want a Russia story because for those of you who don't know, we have a guy on our team named Daniela. He's from Russia. And he's absolutely hilarious, and he's a fun guy to be around. I'm sure he's a fun locker room guy. I want to know a funny Russia story because I, I have a couple, but nothing crazy. But oh man, uh, uh, I do have a couple. I'll keep it tame though. Um, <laughs> uh, after Natty's, of course, um, you always you know you grab a bunch of beer, take a stop, and come back to the hotel, have a party. Um, so we got you know Danilo Vanilla going, got the Russian Rocket. Um, and yeah, he was he was buzzing, definitely buzzing. Um, wasn't speaking his English too well, so you know, it was just the jokes are cracking. Um, love the kid though. The kid, you know, has a lot of heart and stuff. But um, yeah, he got a little too a little too busted. Started walking around with the the beer case thing on his head, and, you know, just trying to trying to be Captain America over here. But he's you know he's a good kid. Um, and you know, hope nothing but the best. But you know. dude, the, I remember the first time. Uh, you know, me and Clay hung out with Dan. Is that what you're gonna tell? Um, what time was that? Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh yeah, I forgot about so that. So here we are. I'll tell a quick one. You could tell one, Dan. I hope you listen to this because, like, man, props to you, bud. Good player, really good player. Um, so Dan, Dan is like, um, every time like we go order food, like he has no idea like what's going on. So like, I take I take Dan to Chipotle one time. We were there too. His first time, first time the guys ever had Chipotle. And he, like, gets up to the front of the thing, and, and like, the lady's, like, you know, white or pinto, like, bur- or burrito or a bowl, you know? And Dan Dan looks at her, and she, he's, like, he's, like, what? Like, I know what, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And so uh, the lady, I was, like, hey, Dan, like, you know, you got to pick your rice, pick your beans and stuff. And he has no idea what to get. So I'm, like, just kind of give what I get. And he's, like, okay, okay. And we get to the meat section, dude. Guy literally looks at it, and he, like, obviously he sees the steak and the chicken. And he's, like, I want cow. Give me the cow. <laughs> So the the lady at Chipotle just looks at him and is like cow and I was like hey I think she, I think he means steak and he's like oh yeah yeah steak steak nuts dude and then we were at Buffalo Wild Wings and and um every time a tab comes he like looks at the waitress or waiter and it's like what what do you mean like I have to pay for this like like he, I don't think he understands yet like that and so he, he looks at him he's like ah I did not have money you, Kirby you pay for me Dippy you pay for me. <laughs> We had our first game of the season a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like in my locker. I was like the first one in the locker room, and I'm putting on new laces, uh, white laces. And obviously, everyone listening to this podcast, or if you don't know, usually everyone wears white laces for the most part. And Ovechkin wears yellow laces, and and Dan wears uh, yellow laces. And he comes up to me, and he just he's just staring at me, and I'm like, "What's up, Dan?" And he's like, "He's like, why you wear white laces?" He's just like, "White laces stupid." And I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, why do you wear yellow laces? And he was like, he's, he's like, cool. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, it's because of Ovi, right? He's like, no, not because of Ovi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
No, but he's an unbelievable player, and I'll say this about Dan is um, I've never seen someone skate as hard as him and play as hard as him every shift. It's And, and this is just an adult league. Um, he gives it literally 100% every single shift he's out there, and I don't in the adult league. I'll be completely honest. It's, it's not that serious, but, I mean, the guy tries his ass off, and he's an unbelievable player, and I've seen him – score some pretty nasty goals and celebrations with um, the A-team, with the uh, McGregor one. That was pretty sick. Oh, yeah, dude. To, to piggyback off that, like, Dan, like, we'll have, like, you know, 3D or whatever, and or not even that. I'll be like, we'll be, like, short a guy, and Dan, will, like, is always the first guy. Hey, let me play more. Let me play. Like, like, the, like, the kid does not want to stop playing. Like, I'm like, okay, like, Dan, you've been out there for, like, four minutes. Like, it's probably time to get off. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> And was, dude, so the other day I saw your snap story. Do you roll into launch with Louis shoes on? Did 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 Danny roll into launch with Louis Louis Vuitton shoes? Your typical Euro style. Got rocking the Louis Vuitton shoes and like, while the guy's bumming rides off Dippy all season last year. And now like I'm like, oh, Danny got a car. He's like, guess have Lexus. I'm like, all right, buddy, sounds good. Um, Louis, let's um. Before we wrap this up, let's. I just want to hear like let's hear one Davenport story, like a PG thirteen one. You know, maybe about like a fight, or maybe about a cool goal you scored, um, playing on ESPN or whatever you did, playing on NBC. You know, let's hear let's hear some cool, uh, a quick little cool Davenport story, and we'll let you uh, go eat your Waffle House, big guy. Oof. Um, let's see here. There's a good. Uh, we had a good uh, hockey house called the Crosby House, so there's always some. Uh, some good stories there, um, but I'm gonna actually talk about you know I had a you know crazy crazy game. Um, my first year there, um, we had two you know just absolute units of goalie. Like these guys were huge human beings, and they could their hands were bricks. You know they were always you know bar fighting everything like that, so they could fight. Um, so we're playing Eastern Michigan, and they're just oh, atrocious. Uh, we were pumping them like I think five zero at this point, five one maybe something like that, and. Um, you know, it's, you know, fight breaks out. Typical. This team starts going at it, and one of our goalies comes, grabs a kid's punch, and then starts throwing. He gets kicked out. Um, you know, they're dealing out penalties, trying to figure out what's going on. You know, where all other goalie gets in, he just starts to warm up, has his helmet on the top of the thing, and one of their freaking players decides, you know, I'm gonna rip a shot, rips a shot from the blue line. You know, everyone's still, you know, no, no plays going on. Goalie just makes an easy little, you know, kick save, kicks it out, turns around, puts his helmet gloves blocker on the thing on the net and just full sprint at this kid absolute psycho and just starts pounding him so another brawl breaks out he gets kicked out we have no goalie other dress um we're playing three minutes without a goalie end up scoring two more goals on them it was oh they were awful and then we had to put a defenseman in the net put pads on our defenseman and um played a legitimate game and he got a shutout from there he didn't let a goal in so it was uh definitely interesting that's so great. We've done that in adult league, and it's just it's it's so brutal. Like those couple of minutes, but you, honestly, like I feel like every time that's happened to us, like we played better. It's like someone I really want to get in this podcast. And I'm not sure if you ever played with him. Was um, Hunter Gonzalez? Did you ever play with him? Hunter probably out of all my teammates I've ever played with in my entire life, one of the funniest guys I've ever played with. Unbelievable player too. One of the coolest locker room guys. Great, just great overall team guy. And Hunter, if you're listening. We need you to get on the pod. Um, I miss you, and that's really about it. Um, yeah, no, we love Hunter. We we uh, we really do. It's it's fun hanging out with all these guys, and um, the response from the interviews have been really good. So, Lowe's, before we wrap up, anything you'd like to say to the audience? Um, no, I just you know, once again, shout out to Kirby and uh, 
and oh, <laughs> and the boys here. Um, and uh, excited to you know see see them get in the ice soon here and uh, have some good games this year. And obviously, I'm sure everyone's dying to follow you on Instagram, and I am too. So, Lowe's, we need an Instagram handle, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna follow you right now because it's a shame you already follow him. Man, I feel like a fraud just not even following him before even interviewing him. So, you don't even know you're on an IG handle. At Mike Lozicki, um, I believe. So yeah, just at Mike Lozicki. So if you want very to cool. He's got a what's your follower ratio, buddy? Uh, Six nineteen yeah, is, bro. buddy. You gotta figure that out, dude. His follower ratio is terrible. Hey, get, get the man. Hey, hey, our listeners are amazing. Everybody, go give the man a follow. Um, so Mike, thank you so much, man. That was a pleasure, and it was a pleasure playing with you and having you on our team. And I look forward to the next season when you're helping coach us. Not a big deal. Um, so thank you again, Clayton. Of course, thank you for being here again. And um, Mike, we'll catch you on the flip side, buddy. Thank you very much. Oh, that was a great interview with Mike Lozicki. Hilarious guy. Yeah, good guy. Um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun to do. Um, I know he has a podcast of his own. What's it called? Good and you. Good in you? Yeah, kind of like, you know, good in you. How I, are you doing? I haven't had the chance to listen to it yet. I need to. It's hilarious. Really? Yeah. Well, I, Lowe's is a... Um, it's definitely a little more explicit than ours. But yeah. <laughs> we'd like to keep it a little bit more um, PG. We keep it PG-13. PG-13 yeah, rated. Um, yeah. But yeah, for sure. If you guys uh, haven't listened to it, go take go give him a listen. Yeah, um, and he's a very he's a very humble player, but he's a very good player. Yeah, he's fun to play with. A lot of fun to play with. Um, makes it... Gives me a lot of assists. It makes it good. He passes a ton. He passes a ton. That's good to have. His, you know, passing's good. Passing, <laughs> passing is good. Yeah, it's Kirby. a plus. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, I do pass. I they do. do. I'm just messing with you. I like the no look pass. I'm trying to work on that one. Um, yeah. Besides that, well, we are gonna see you guys probably next week. We'll uh, record. Yeah. So what we're trying to do here is, um, you know, our timing was pretty crappy with this, um, considering that we like this to be a hockey podcast. Yeah. And the season's literally just about to end. So, um, if anyone if anyone wants to come on, if you're listening to this right now, give us Clay, a there's shout. There's a waiting list. There's a waiting yeah, list. Yeah, we, we have like. Well, if you want to get added to this waiting list, yeah. Um, I mean, we can even squeeze in one, one or two a week if we really need oh, to. If we got the dedication to the um, podcast. If you want to get people on. Also, I want I want you guys to. Um, I've gotten a lot of feedback from friends. If feel free to reach out to us and like say, hey, man, maybe you guys could talk more about Clayton's bicep bicep plan, or you know, <laughs> what Clayton eats for breakfast, or like you know. Um, how Kirby misses the net three feet high every time, like yeah. that stuff. Like you know, we're fine. We're we're down to maybe expand our horizons. Um, but yeah, we always want to keep the podcast. Who's next on the podcast? Who's next? I believe next on the waiting list. It's either who? Be Fal- Falbo, Falbs, Falbs, or who else? Brian. Yeah, Brian. Brian on the yeah. Podcast as well. So um, maybe one of those two. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to interview only USF guys because like, yeah, exactly. We're, we're trying we to just... get Pat Shea on here. Pat Shea. An interview with Pat Shea over Skype would be great. Pat Shea plays at UMaine. You know He's who I almost asked? Um, who I could? I mean, I could easily, I think, not easily, but I think I could get, um, uh, his name's MJ Stewart. He's on the Bucks. He's a corner. Oh, he's dude, like one, he's that'd like one be of so third, cool. He's like our third string corner, but <laughs> me and him are like legitimate. Like, dude, I think I, um, I think I saw him today and like we were talking. He was like, because I was telling him about um, our upcoming season. Yeah. 
He's like, yeah, man. He's like, let me know when you guys have a game. I'll come. That's sure. awesome. Like, he's super cool. He's our age. Yeah, he's most a super cool guy. guy. Like, yeah, I mean, we could have him come and talk about. Fo- I mean, we like cool. Like that's an episode yeah, we, we could, could talk, talk about football. We'll talk about a little BA. Bit. Like yeah, Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. Yeah, and and then um, we always we want to keep it like open to, to, to the things. And I mean, obviously like, strict hockey because we're big hockey players. But yeah, it'd be sweet to have a. Football. We're not really like big hockey players. I mean, we're not like, that good. We just enjoy the sport. Just like like hockey a lot. Um. Obviously, we want to try to like stammer and Brandon point on, but like. That's gonna take. If I see Stamkos or and I will ask them to come on. I'm sure. Like I feel like they. What's the worst they're gonna say? I mean, and maybe it's something to do with their contract, but like maybe not. Like I feel like they could like come like. There's and, no way the Lightning find this. That's true. I actually listened to a podcast with Matthew Joseph. So then you guys know any of the guys and they want to maybe come <laughs> on and uh, say hello. Uh, it would literally be like. It'd be just a favor on their part. Yeah, yeah like we can't, like we can't pay them. I mean, we do have our sponsors, but um, you know, it's it's ex- they don't get paid to get to be on podcasts. No, no, like, it's just they like got a, paid to be on spitting chocolates. It's a favor. It's like a, it's, hey. it's more of just like hey, like I'm doing this for fun. Yeah, and they like it. Most of the time, they enjoy it. I would like it if I was them. Yeah, it's to more, get interviewed. Yeah, they get more pub about them. I mean, it's like a podcast is different than like a. TV station interview or like podcasts are interesting. Reporter. I've gotten like really, obviously, like really big into podcasts. Oh yeah, what's but, your favorite? Oh, besides ours? Yeah, besides ours. Oh, uh, Chicklets, of course. Yeah, I like Chicklets a lot. Um, I listen to a Chernobyl podcast on that new show. Joe Rogan's great. Joe Rogan's um, good. Depends who he has on. Sometimes it's too long. I mean, I can only take Joe Rogan for so long, dude. It's like a, two hours long. Yes, yeah, some of them. Um, I listen to Jocko Willink a lot. He's good. Um, I listened to Pat Shays behind the cage. Jack was like a Navy SEAL commander. That that's that must be fun. Yeah, it's a cool podcast. Yeah. Um, Pat Shays behind the cage hockey one is actually really funny. And then Andrew Silver's has one. It's called What the Puck, and that's kind of like ours. But that one, you know, what podcasts I've heard is actually like really funny and good. Was um the Barstool one that the girls run. Oh, yeah. Call her daddy. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I've that, heard that one's actually really funny. Biz was on that. Really? Yeah. Paul I've heard it's a funny podcast. I've never on. listened to it, but. I think Greeny listens to it. Um, I don't know. Is that one? Or my not? friends, some of my friends recently told me that they listened to it and they're like, it's actually really good. I'm funny. not a big fan of the other Barstool, like the KFC one. Oh, pardon my take is hilarious. Is it? With um, uh, Barstool, yeah. a big cat. And, I'm thinking um, of another one. There's a KFC thing. And I just, oh, pardon my take is hilarious. They've had some really big guests on there too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they, um, Barstool, like, like they had Kevin Hart on there. Um, they had David and um and Joku. They've had some th- that podcast has some big time people on it, and it's fun. So kind of like ours, yeah. <laughs> basically, I mean <laughs> well, we had we had Mike we had Mike Lozicki, the one star. So, so um, maybe um not a big yeah deal. maybe you guys get us shoot us a contact if someone who's who's you want to have on as a guest and we'll uh, reach out to their arts people we'll talk to their people and uh, we will our people meaning me and Kirby. That's <laughs> the point. Well, we appreciate you guys listening, of course. Like, thank you so much for listening. Uh, the support you give have given the podcast and the amount of listens we've gotten are just unreal. So thank you, and feel free to give us any feedback. Clay, any last words for the for the audience? Um, I hope everyone had a great Memorial Day weekend. Um, once again, we have an Instagram if you want to follow that. Yeah, quick shoot plug. it at your um, local vendor. At your local vendor podcast. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're looking to pump out some media on there. Yeah, we're, we're gonna trying to still figure out how to like clip some stuff out of here and like put it onto the Instagram page because we're not very. You know, we're not tech, tech savvy at all. Savvy. If, if anybody um, wants to be a tech person, you want to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> my name's C underscore Snyder ninety one. Quick plug again. 
Um, you Quick can follow plug. Kirby at KirbyMan32. Is that correct? Yeah, mine is KirbyMan32. KirbyMan32, yeah. great follow. Post a lot of pictures. Even of, though I wear um, number 75. It makes uh, no Post a lot of pictures of his dog. Yeah, love that dog. Shout out to the dog. So until next time, people, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Thank you.